The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one Lund and Low dealer in the Midwest, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester at 31st and Wolf Road. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant or a restaurant just for you and that special person at 11 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. Go to info at gpitaliano.com, diamondghostcharters.com for the true salmon experience on Lake Michigan. Rend Lake Area Tourism at rendlake.com, a little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. And by Daiwa, fishing reels, rods, and baits made of the highest quality and priced for everyone. Follow me and find contentment. Follow me to rippling streams. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Hello everyone, this is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you're... uh, Kicking back, filling up your uh, soda glass or your cup of coffee, whatever time of the day you're listening to us. But welcome, welcome, welcome for being part of the great outdoors. And I really do have to say that. For over 25 years, we've been bringing the great outdoors to you here on ESPN Radio. Thanks to them, you, the listeners, and our sponsors like Daiwa, Waterworks Marine, and others, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, that have stood by us for 25 years. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you. Um, on today's show, we're going to have Captain Tony with the Salmon Report on Lake Michigan. Uh, we want to definitely check that out. And then we uh, are going to be talking with Gus Manti of SuggsFishingGuide.com service. That's S-U-G-S FishingGuide.com. He's a young guide on Eagle River and other lakes, and we'll be coming uh, on to talk about fall fishing, which is fantastic in northern Wisconsin this time of the year and uh, for the next couple of weeks. Then Wade Lewis, um, a wildlife biologist from the state of Illinois who is responsible for, he's got a title that's about eight feet long, uh, but he's responsible for a lot of the upland birds, including dove uh, and pheasants and things like that. But we're going to be talking with him about uh, the dove situation, the population, what doves are, etc. We see him in our backyard, but he's going to give us more information about that. Then we will have the Aiden Fisher Report. And a whole lot more for you in the last segment of the show. But before we go to Captain Tony, I want to talk to everybody about some of the hunting activities that are going on. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources reminds everybody out there that the 2023 bear hunting season opened September 6th, a couple days ago. The black bear is, you know, the sign of the North Woods, as they say. And if you got a tag for one of them, you know, you've got to good opportunity and a very, you know, take, do well respect for the animal. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, their bear season runs from September 6th to October 10th with the specific regulations based on 
the management zone that you're going to be hunting. So please, please, please go read the book. That's very important. Hunters should know that management zone and, you know, make sure they're licensed and everything they are doing is correct. Also in Wisconsin, uh, archery deer starts September 16th and goes to January uh, 7th, 2024. Turkey zone 1 through 7 opens September 16th, also in Wisconsin. Uh, We have in Illinois, we have an October uh, week of turkey hunting with shotgun. Goose season uh, is from September 1st to the 15th in Wisconsin. Teal season's the 1st to the 9th in Wisconsin. Uh, Duck youth is from September 16th and 17th. It's a two-day special one for the the youth hunters. Uh, the northern zone, though, normally opens in about September 23rd to November 21st. Southern zone is the 30th of, of September to, I think it's October 8th. Uh, dove season is the f- September 1 to November 29th in Wisconsin. Webbit, don't forget that, September 16th to February 29th. And squirrel? Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Okay. <laughs> From September 16th to the 24th of February. Um, in Michigan, I, this is one of those things that drives me crazy. They were doing a routine uh, environmental DNA surveillance for the evasive big-headed carp. And they do this with the Fish and Wildlife Service. And they picked up one single positive sample in the St. Joe River near St. Joe Benton Harbor area, according to the information they got on August 28th. They took 220 water samples uh, that they collected in June, and they found one positive. But that does, they said it doesn't mean that there's a fish there. You could have had uh, been using a rod and reel in the Illinois River and picked up this DNA on your line, and you're using it in their water. So, you know, it, it, people don't get excited. But on a happier note, I want to wish a great happy birthday to uh, a good friend of the show. I had him on the air several years ago, Dr. Tanner. This is the gentleman from the state of Michigan who started the whole uh, salmon fishing thing that we have in the Great Lakes. And Dr. Tanner did an interview with me. I was honored. And I'm going to see if I can find that interview in the archives of Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And I'm going to play that because you know what? This man changed the history of fishing for thousands of people and put, put had you catching the largest fish of your life right in your own front yard of Lake Michigan. That's so cool. All right, uh, I tell you what, we've got uh, that, 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 that. Now let's hear from Captain Tony somewhere on the big pond. Tony, where you be? Hang on, here comes a big one, John. Oh, <laughs> my God. No, it's pretty ugly, John. You know, mm-hmm. we had some... A cold front come through, the lake got ugly and uglier and ugly, and, you know, it's safety first, you know, I'll yeah. check the weather and there's always another day. Yeah, exactly, and that's what, one of the things that I respect Captain Tony so much for is he wants your your time on the water to be an enjoyable time, not a time that you'll not enjoy. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, are they finding fish closer to shore now? Uh, I think some kings moved in, they're pretty mature. Uh, I know the bait shop had a tournament. There were shore fishermen. There were kayak fishermen. There were boat fishermen. And I believe they were in, don't quote me, 60 to 30. I'm not sure. Mm. I couldn't give you a precise depth they're in. Okay. I passed that by about four miles when I go fishing. You know, but mm-hmm. the things they were showing were pretty dark. So I'm sure some of them were moving in. 
uh, I had a client go to one of the other harbors. He called me. He goes, where's the Kings? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> you know? I guess you called me. I was told you to save yourself a trip three hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, but uh, I think they're starting to stage ready to go in wherever they're stocked to spawn, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, local Chicago harbors up north, you know, all our all the harbors. I'm sure they're going to stage it going on their, on their time for their clock to say, hey, let's spawn, mm. you know. Okay. Hey, um, if when you're going to go out, uh, are you still running out 90 feet and beyond right now? Yeah, I'm dumping in at like 100, maybe 140, uh, depending on what we're doing the day before and setting up there and working my way out. Uh, there's a lot of lake trout still around if you want some trout. Plus, we're catching some rainbows out there on the surface stuff like, you know, 120 copper, 300 copper, uh, 400 copper. Once in a while, we'll get a little silver king mixed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really that big to go wow about, but uh, next year's fish or the year after. Dragged a couple little cohos around probably all morning, didn't even know they were on. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with the long lines, the 300 and the 400 coppers, it's hard to tell if there's a little dink on your line. Right. Oh, but, it is. It is. And yeah, it, we're we're still setting up offshore. Yeah, still setting up offshore. Sure, well, that sounds pretty good. Hey, Tony, uh, give me a phone number and where to get more information to get out with you if somebody wants to do it. Because I know, I think I'm going out with you Wednesday. Uh, so we'll have to find some of the salmon and uh, the Lakers out there. But uh, if somebody wants to go out with Captain Tony, where do they dial? Uh, I would call the uh, cell at area code eight four seven three six six zero seven four one. Uh, visit me on the World Wide Web at www.diamondghostcharters.com. I've got my rates page, directions, mm-hmm. how to avoid seasickness on Lake Michigan, and testimoni- testimonials on there. <laughs> and uh, I still do have some open dates. All right, sounds good, my friend. And what do we all yell on Diamond Ghost? Fish on. <laughs> I was going to scream, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> all right, Tony, we'll talk to you next hey, week. Stay safe out there, everybody. Watch the weather. Be good. Uh, bye-bye. That's the Diamond Ghost Charters, everybody. Captain Tony, you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors magazine. For only $14.95, big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how to new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. Know that Midwest Outdoors magazine includes a state section for where you live. Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For only $14.95, you get big issues of the best of the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! 
and Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester has everything you love and more. Their new take home meals from Paul's Market right there in the store where you can bring it home, heat it, and enjoy your choice of baked lasagna, eggplant, baked rigatoni with vodka sauce, sausage and basil sauce, and more. Or you can try one of Paul's new family meals that will feed four to six people hot, ready for the table from eggplant parmesan, ricotta gnocchi, chicken parmesan with sides, and a dessert you can't go wrong. And while you're at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, pick up a sandwich along with your take-home heat-and-eat meal for that true comfort food feeling. Place an order for pickup or delivery by phone to 708-531-9080 and tell them Chauncey sent you. This segment is brought to you by Diamond Ghost Charters. Give them a call at 847-838-2037 and get ready to yell, fish on! Call the office, tell them I'm sick, got some serious business on the You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Got a steelhead running, honey, don't hold dinner tonight. In the main, heading upstream. I packed up my waders. It's a fisherman's dream. Yeah, the steelhead runner. Yeah, the steelhead runner. Yeah, the steelhead running, honey. Don't hold in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And I think we have, you know, not quite a whole week left, but we still, for the first season of uh, dove hunting in Illinois, but I had to get somebody on from the state of Illinois who could be the official word of morning doves. (laughs) So we have Wade Lewis, who's the, he's going to have to change his title because the DNR people have the longest titles on the face of the earth of what they do. He is the Habitat Team Man Habitat Team Program Manager and Acting Agricultural and Grassland Program Manager. Wait, why can't you just say Jack of All Trades? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we get to wear a couple different hats here at the DNR. Try, you know, trying to uh, get everything done that we need to get done. Um, so I've been actually Habitat Team Program Manager is a position that it's my I've done that for oh, 15, 16 years and uh, trying to bridge the gap. I've I've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to um, really used to be an upland biologist. So maybe we should go back to that, right? <laughs> maybe so the grassland uh, and uh, uh, agriculture program manager used to be the upland biologist is what the title was. But, oh, uh, okay. We've. Uh, uh, Change that somewhere along the line, um, especially with uh, it all happened actually with the wildlife action plan. If you know what that is, mm-hmm. um, we 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 have a section in that with that title, and that person is in charge of that section. So they kind of made the title of that to mirror the the wildlife action mm-hmm. plan. So, but yeah, 
uh, people still call me the upland biologist. Okay. So, yep, I deal with uh, pheasants, quail, rabbits, and uh, doves. Yeah. Doves, I think, are one of the, you know, yes, a pheasant is beautiful with their plumage. I'm, you, no one's going to say no. Okay, they're just gorgeous birds, okay. But doves, they just have a certain sleek look about them. They're just, I don't know what, it, maybe it's because when the creator made them, he made them aerodynamically perfect, but <laughs> it's just that they look so regal and so very, you know, smooth lines and, you know, <clears throat> a graphic artist would have loved them, I bet. And Yeah, they uh, they're, are very aerobatic in flight, that's, that's true, and there's, you know, they're everywhere, mm-hmm. so people know what a dove looks like to have them in their backyard, you know. Yeah. They see them sitting on the, on the side of the road. Um, they have a beautiful, you know, it's morning, so like you're sad. Mm-hmm. Not morning like, the, you know, sun up. Um, so people know that uh, plaintful cry, mm-hmm. say, um, and they come to your bird feeder and um, they look smooth, right? They, they got that, if you get close to them, they have this iridescence to their neck, especially the males where you see the pinks and mm-hmm. the blues and um, and you get one in hand, they really are beautiful um, and they're smooth and and if you try to uh, chase them out in the field, they are, they are uh, I guess they're fun and uh, a challenge. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. And, you know, okay, they're beautiful birds, but oh my God, you put them on a plate after they're cooked with a little bit of veggies. Woo, baby. Let, get, call me up. I'm on my way. I'll bring dessert. <laughs> so, my, my wife, bless, bless her soul, is not, not a, uh, a game. She doesn't partake in mm-hmm. most of the game that I, that I, that I harvest. But uh, we were newly married. We didn't have a lot of money. And I had the opportunity to go out and, and I harvested limited doves. And, I, I rolled them, I marinated them for uh, 24 hours, and I rolled them in bacon, and I put a little onion on there and barbecue sauce, and I grilled them. And she came home, and I had the table set, right? Um, you know, everything. Veggies, doves were in a, nice plates, glass of wine. And she sits down, and she, just from work, and she's like, uh, man, these are good, are they? And I didn't have the heart to tell her what they were because <laughs> I knew she wouldn't eat them. I said, they're beef tips. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, these are excellent. She had five or six of them. Finally, she goes, wait a minute. When did you have time to go to the store? And I, <laughs> at that point, the gig was up, right? Mm-hmm. I had to admit what they were. And she goes, well, those were good. But she just has this mental block about eating something that didn't come from the grocery store. So she stopped. But she really enjoyed those seven or eight of them that she was able to put down. <laughs> yeah, they are delicious. Oh, exactly. Now, doves, you know, really, in... We're pretty fortunate in Illinois where we live because of the flyways and different things like that. We have a great resident population, uh, and that one of the reasons why there are so many of them, and by the way, if you're a bird feeder uh, person, doves don't go to like to hang on feeders and eat from a, you know, a normal hanging bird feeder. They like if you put a platform mm-hmm. under your feeder. And they'll pick up all the seeds that are on that platform. That's what they like. That's sort of yeah. You'll see. Yeah, if you have a bird fever, they'll be on the ground underneath picking the stuff the other birds drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, I mean they're cool about that. But you know, as a, a hunter, these things they got an afterburner. They're like an F sixteen in that with an engine in their you know under their tail feathers. You know, part of the anatomy I'm talking about. I mean, they can go up to fifty five miles an hour. 
Add a little wind to that, they'll go a little faster. <laughs> yeah, they catch the catch the little tailwind, and you you better be at seventy, you know. But I mean, this is you know they're very aerobatic. You know, they fly, duck dive up, down, left, right, everything like that. But they're also a very they like making babies, for lack of a better term. Yeah, they um, so. In, in Illinois, you know, they'll, ha- they'll have a couple uh, nesting attempts and broods. They'll actually, the average is about three to four uh, young per year for, for doves. Mm-hmm. So they can be pretty prolific, um, being a smaller bird, and, and they are on the lower end of the food chain. So there's quite a few things that like to go after them besides us. Um, in those type of species, you see increased uh, production, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the bad things about doves is, you know, most people, if you live in an urban area, they'll be in your flower pot or mm-hmm. they'll be in a tree in the backyard. Um, they build these very flimsy nests. If you ever, it's just like five sticks <laughs> in a tree or, uh, you know, sometimes they'll nest on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get a storm coming through uh, with a high wind, those nests really, those nests don't take storms and wind very well. So they have to be um, productive, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, they, they try as much as they can, and they'll put, you know, if they're successful, they'll have two, three nests a year. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't lay but more than uh, three eggs at the most, but normally it's a two-egg nest, and it takes about a month from stop to finish. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they can pull off a couple of them um, yeah. with the weather that we have here in Illinois. Well, and, you know, to compare it, it's like uh, a rabbit, you know, the reason yeah, why exactly. rabbits have so many, what are they really called? Um, it's not a brood, but so many young. Yeah, they young, have, have a litter, yeah. Yeah, a litter of rabbits is because they're at the bottom of the food chain, everybody. Everybody eats rabbit. <laughs> That's a good analogy, yeah. That's how it goes. Now, uh, population-wise, I know, I know it can fluctuate from low to high. Uh, I've read over the years, you know, in the United States, because, I mean, these birds are literally from everywhere. Across the country, right? Yeah, they go from uh, coast to coast. Coast to coast, I mean, and from halfway up Canada to probably Mexico, I would think. Yeah, so they, uh, yeah, exactly. They'll go from Canada, um, they, and they'll winter. They are a migratory bird, um, so they fo- fall in the auspice of the uh, Federal Reserve, which is kind of the same thing, uh, same umbrella as uh, waterfowl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are protected the Migratory Bird Act, um, and they will go as far north as the middle of Canada, and then they migrate south, and they'll, they'll um, uh, winter um, in Mexico, southern United States. And there are birds that start north that will winter in Illinois, and then they are what they call like a partial migrator, right? So there's some birds that stay year-round. Um, and you can see doves don't, uh, you know, if, if you have uh, opportunity uh, to observe a uh, dove up close, sometimes they'll be missing some toes. Um, those birds are birds that stuck around during the winter. And um, with our ability as, you know, uh, we urbanize a lot of areas, mm-hmm. we have a lot of bird feeders, they're able to uh, stick around longer than maybe they normally would, you know, 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're neat critters. They, um, yeah, some... We don't. We don't know really why. Some migrate. Some don't. Some go a long ways. Some don't go very far. Well, I think it's like the the Canadian geese. If there's some place for them to eat grass and have open water, they're not going south. 
Yeah, the Chicago area is what is the highest uh, wintering population of Canada geese in the country, which mm-hmm. uh, it didn't used to be 30 years ago. Right. You know, I mean, we have them all year round here up in northern Illinois and, you know, in Wisconsin, too. But now, you know, hunting-wise, I mean, we're, when we're talking populations, I mean, uh, I don't know what the, the national populations is, but it could be as low as 20 million birds, and it could be as high as 70 million in great years. Yeah, so um, we do track um, populations, and it's divided in, in the, the United States is divided in three areas, and, and Illinois is an eastern management unit, they call it, of dove. So um, we do, we have banding efforts um, that, that uh, the state, uh, all the states mm-hmm. used to have in the United States, we, we will ban doves every year, and then we look at band recovery, and there are formulas that they use to uh, then predict uh, population levels. We also mm-hmm. do federal dove routes. Um, so there are routes that, that they do in the, in, the, in the summer where they will just stop and listen for doves, and they're predetermined routes, and they're done year after year after year. Um, so then they also can look at trends um, based off of your listening routes. So you combine those two efforts there, your banding efforts and your listening efforts, and you can come up with a, a pretty good idea of what the, what the population is doing. Um, early on, uh, as we started to um, urbanize the landscape, uh, was really took off. Um, and and there's a lot, number of wildlife species that did this. Um, with, they don't mind being around uh, humans. Um, and some of the stuff that we did really helped them. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of an edge species, right? They don't like interior forests. They like wood, the small wood lots and your tree in your backyard and the tree in the, in the fence row. Um, and we created more of that habitat for them, and their numbers really spiked. In the last 10 or 12 years, they kind of fluctuated a little bit. Um, I think this year our estimate was around 41, or uh, I'm sorry, it was around 47 million for the eastern half of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year was when the lowest it had been, and it was, uh, I think, what was that? It was around um, 40. Mm-hmm. So in the you know, since 2002, they kind of fluctuate between 80 yeah. and, and 60 and 40 million, right around there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and for the hunters, I mean, um, you know, a lot of, if you have private land, great. Uh, if you have sunflowers growing, you know, and they're still on their stalks, they're not going to be interested in landing and looking on your property because, as Wade said, they pick up seeds from the ground. So once you harvest those and there's thrown, you know, seeds that have been thrown out, they'll be picking those seeds up and finding stuff to eat that way. If you have a, a farmland that has got uh, some a grain crop where they've harvested and there's excess grain laying on the ground, that's going to attract the birds. Uh, so I mean, it, it's. It's very difficult. They're, you know, it's like just us. They're following the buffet table. If there's food at a state park hunting area in northern Illinois, but it, there's not that much food at a state area in central Illinois, well, guess where the birds are going to be, folks? They're going to be at the buffet table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, one of the nice things about, well, could be a bad thing, boon or bust, uh, mm-hmm. we have a lot of row crops and uh, corn silage picking mm-hmm. starts right about now. Yeah. And you can, a lot of our success um, is based on timing of harvest, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I, I encourage uh, our, land, our, our constituents who want to hunt our 
public land to actually go out and scout, right? Yeah. You want to go out and look at the sunflowers, make sure they're mature, make sure they're being mowed and they're putting that seed on the ground for them. Um, and then, you know, take a take a drive around, see if, see if they're harvesting corn or cutting silage because I heard a story this year, a guy had great sunflowers and birds were there and then a week before the season the guy across the road started cutting silage and that's where they were they were right there in the in the cornfield picking up that waste grain yeah and that's why it's so difficult to say that hey they're doing great at this area but mm-hmm. not because it could change the next day it's that you know but it's it's a lot of fun they're very aerobatic flying i mean oh my god up down left right uh bring two boxes of shells and you'll probably use half the second box to maybe get maybe maybe get your limit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you're shooting uh 50 that's that's very very good mm-hmm. um you you're, you're pretty proficient at shooting um and it's a great way to introduce someone to hunting right mm-hmm. um it's it's low effort as far as you're not walking around, um, you're just sitting in one spot normally, and mm-hmm. the birds fly to you. And, you know, get a kid out there. Uh, let them bang around, punch holes in the sky. And the one thing usually about doves is you're going to have some opportunities. Yeah. Um, whether it's a lot or a little. Um, they'll be there. But you, they'll, you'll get some. You'll, you'll, you'll see them. There's enough of them. You'll see them. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not get a limit, but, you know, if you scratch out three or four, that's that's a great day. Yeah, sitting there in the woods with your kid or, or sitting in the sunflower patch with your child or your neighbor's kid or a grandchild, doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. You're outdoors. You're enjoying it. You're having a good time. It's a great bonding experience. Um, oh, yeah. I still remember doing that with my dad, and he's been gone for you know, 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. One of my fondest memories is how I got started. Rabbit hunting, dove hunting. Sounds good to me. Well, Wade, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. And once again, we're talking with Wade Lewis. He's the Habitat Team Program Manager and Acting Agricultural and Grassland Program Manager. Yeah, good job. Boy, I had to take a a breath to start that one. (laughs) For the state of Illinois. And he's just somebody who, he's one of the biologists who doesn't just talk the walk. He walks the walk and gets out in the field and loves to do everything we love to do in the great outdoors. Wade, thanks for coming on. I appreciate Chauncey. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine, the largest Lund and Low dealer in the Midwest, has those 2024 boats you have been waiting for today. And they're powered by a Mercury outboard. These are the boats that people are talking about, and Waterworks Marine has the largest selection of anywhere in the country at a price you want and, once again, powered by a Mercury outboard. Waterworks also has a few 2023 Lund and Low boats with a Mercury outboard, but they are being sold at rock-bottom prices. But you still have time to enjoy your fun-certified Waterworks boat, whether it's fishing, a fall color ride, or a day with friends. Let your boat from Waterworks Marine make the day special. Give them a call at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com. And stop in at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Chauncey here. A couple of weeks ago, I was really fortunate and held the new Tatula MQLT line of spinning reels that was just released by Daiwa. With new features like a one-piece monocote frame, an air drive shaft so you don't feel any friction when you reel, add to that and more, the Tatula MQLT line of reels has a gear ratio 
from either like 5.8 to 6.2. So you can fish it as slow as you want, or you can fish it as fast as you want. Stop in at your favorite tackle shop that carries the full line of Daiwa and hold that Tatula MQLT reel. Trust me, you won't leave the store without one. Hello everyone, Chauncey here, and I highly recommend the newest Italian family restaurant in the western suburbs is now open to rave reviews. It's called GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. This is a true family restaurant with a menu of the freshest ingredients with attention to detail and creativity. GP Italiano invites you to join them for dinner out with your friends or even that special person. Or how about dinner with your family with special pricing just for kids for homemade pastas and pizza for only $8. You can't go wrong with that. You'll come back twice a week because the kids will want to come back. But with an appetizer, salad, homemade pastas, entrees, artisan, wood-fired pizzas, and more, oh, it is so good. Make your next dinner reservation or pick up to go at GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. Give them a call at 708-325-4590 and tell them Chauncey sent you. If you want to stay in the know on the latest outdoor news and information, go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors and like us and become one of the sportsmen in the know with Chauncey's Great Outdoors on Facebook. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information on advertising and sponsorships, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. That's chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is being brought to you by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, where every boat sold is a fun certified boat. Swim, said the mama fishy, swim if you can. And they swam, and they swam right over the dam. Uh, this is Johnny Bench, and you're listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and uh, you stuck your head outside. Isn't that nice to feel the weather changing, the nights are getting cooler, you know, and everything else, and I, a couple nights ago we had that big full moon, and I was shaking getting out of my car because I wanted to be on a lake with a topwater lure going, and watching something just go whoosh, and, oh, but I wasn't. So I got the next best thing. I'm giving my friend Gus Manti a call. He's a professional muskie guide up in... You're on a lot of lakes, aren't you, Gus? <laughs> yes, that's correct. I'm in a whole bunch. I'm mainly in the Vilas and Oneida County area of northern Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I cater to, uh, I don't know, just a, just a whole variety of lakes based out of Eagle River, but I'll drive around uh, both counties. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, uh, Gus, one of the things... Yes, I love fishing throughout the year, but to me, fall fishing just has big fish written all over it. And 
yes. especially up north, right? Yes, for sure. Um, you know, this time of the year, you should be seeing a little bit of everything, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah. For are you saying tactics or just weather-wise? Because well, weather-wise, for sure. Yeah, weather-wise, it could be cold or it could be hot. It could be even snowflakes. Oh, slap my face! I don't want to say that. <laughs> Not yet, not yet. Not yet. But I mean, like, you know, your walleye are going to start, their their whole patterns are going to change. You know, mm-hmm. uh, your, your muskie that I know you love to fish for uh, is going to yep. change. Um, you, there's so many different things. And is this the time of the year where you see better action for your clients? I would think so, yes, because I think there was amazing action earlier in the year, mm-hmm. uh, late June. July kind of gets that first big heat up and push of fish onto structure uh, that whole time of the year. And they still managed to get some fish in like mid and, and late August, but it kind of went stagnant there mm-hmm. for a little bit. And I knew that it was, it was just kind of leading up to this big first cool down. And as we speak, the weather is changing outside and uh, it's about to be, you know, highs in the 50s and 60s, lows in the 40s. And I definitely believe there's going to be a, a massive wave of, of fish shallow, and, and usually when fish are shallow, they're they're vulnerable to a, a whole bunch of different types of presentations, and, and some of them that people really, really do enjoy catching fish on are bucktails and topwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are going to be the staples, and I am, as always, a, a lover of, like, a bait called the Suic, you know, it's classic <laughs> jerk bait diving rides, and that this is... You know, September, this is the month to bring that bait right back out. And I do think there's going to be quite a bit of action uh, for my clients. And this is definitely a shot at at a very large fish uh, in shallow water any time of the day. Well, and for whatever reason, um, I think the fish, because... They're looking for the the bait fish and stuff are going to be looking for warmer water, which is going to be in the shoreline area. And the the fish we want to catch, whether it's, you know, bass, smallmouth, walleye, you know, hand-sized bluegills, muskie, etc., they're following the buffet table. The buffet table moves mm-hmm. closer in, then we move closer in. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when when the yep. weather was warm and the buffet table moved to deeper water and spread out, well, then you got to look around, you know. But yeah, oh, I mean, it's it's true. They're they're going to begin to concentrate a little bit too on on where they're holding, and just because they're super shallow, I mean, they're they're definitely going to be holding, starting to uh, closer to their deeper haunts for the mm-hmm. winter. You got to remember that they're. They're already probably thinking about that now that the uh, water temps are dropping rapidly. Mm-hmm. Now, and and they just want to bulk up for for winter because they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. They know that you know they can't go through the drive-through and pick up a you know a quarter pounder and a you know order of fries. And uh, no, they need more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's very true. And you know, this is where. Uh, you you going up north? Yes, you could be a fisherman for a long time. You could you could have fished for for many years, and but you know when you go to a body of water that somebody's been on, they understand it. They understand the, the whether it's the clarity, the temperature, uh, the algae, whatever. They see it more than you will ever. So what they wind up doing is they get you on. They they shorten your learning curve to get on a strike 
and that's what a guide like you guys does, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, not only that. I mean, I know that there's there's people out there that can go and catch a whole bunch of fish, but it's also just like you know learning the techniques of uh, different lures, or even if you're a first timer. Uh, just going back to the basics of learning how to cast, mm-hmm. learning how to get more distance out of your lure, uh, learning how to effectively work that lure in different different types of situations. And, I mean, with your time on the water, I mean, you can use the, the same bait the whole time, but, I mean, every day is going to change. Um, I mean, you might be looking at using a technique you've never even thought of using. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been kind of doing that lately. They've been... Not always just hitting a uh, a bucktail or say just a, a typical rubber presentation. Mm-hmm. I've kind of had to think think outside of the box, and and those are just like cool things that I like to you know give that information out to my clients and mm-hmm. and uh, good information for them to to have so that they can hopefully use that information on their own and go catch big fish you know on their home waters oh yeah and then you know you're putting people on like you said at this time of the year it's starting to move a little more shallower and when you're fishing large open waters and you get a big strike whether it's a or you're bouncing the bottom looking for some you know a, a five pound plus walleye or you're you know working uh, for a muskie in the open water it it's a good strike it's a solid hit you fight the fish but when you get a strike in under six foot of water, let's say, you know, eight, six, six to eight foot of water and less. Holy but Jesus, it's a whole different action, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you'll be able to see the surface uh, commotion immediately. Um, actually, just the, uh, the prior week leading up to Labor Day weekend, it actually kind of had that first little bit of cold mm-hmm. going on. And I was, it was like a first taste of of shallow water fishing and we got all of our action the other week in the shallow water in in heavy heavy weed cover and primarily seven feet or less of water and there's a few of the hits where the lure hit the water and before you can get the next pull in the fish had the bait like oh. they were eating it right away oh. and i think we we're just landing right on their heads and they were causing so much commotion on the water and it was like uh I don't know. That those are the strikes that I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're in, they're in shallower water, they hit, so they're not hitting it in six feet, ten feet of water. You know where they're working below the boat, they're hitting it on that surf. And man, t- talk about excitement! I mean, it will make your knees buckle. You know, mm-hmm. and then somebody on oh, the yeah. boat, and someone on the boat always says, "I think we need a bigger boat," like from Jaws. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, what have been you know some of the lakes uh, that you've been you know guiding on? Which ones have you been having a lot of success on this year? Um, for me, mm-hmm. so I I stick in the Eagle River area, so I do actually fish the Eagle River chain a lot. Uh, that's a pretty famous chain around here for primarily numbers. Um, we've been seeing some decent size come out of there. But I've been liking it just because it's actually the chain where I grew up fishing. Um, it's basically how I learned to, to muskie fish. My first ever mm-hmm. muskie was caught on Cranberry Lake. Um, and to me, that's just my favorite to, to go around because if you're not, if, if something's not working on one lake, instead of, instead of having to take your boat out of the water, you can just drive to the next one, mm-hmm. your channel. 
And uh, other than that, I have been sticking to still, I mean, I, I love fishing clear water, but I'm just a stained water guy. I, I've been fishing all the area, stained lakes, um, small, you know, 200 acre lakes, all the way up to 1,000 plus acre lakes. And those have kind of been my bread and butter. Um, oh, yeah. So that's that's primarily, uh, primarily what I fish around here. Yeah. And you know that, you mentioned Cranberry Lake, and I've spent a number of days on Cranberry Lake. As a matter of fact, I was walleye fishing and lost my fishing rod off the boat. And then about fifteen minutes oh, no. later, fifteen minutes later, we were, we were jigging for walleye again with my buddy, and he hooked a line and we picked it up. We caught my rod back. <laughs> oh my god! And that was all on That's Cranberry. Hilarious. That was all on Cranberry. It's a it's a fun. Oh, but, wow. but that whole eagle chain, because I I want to say is it Tannic? The in in the the root system in the in the ground that the, you get a little color that little off color in the lakes right you do yes it, it, the year every year it starts off with a little bit of good clarity uh, mm-hmm. post ice and that's when I do a little bit of walleye fishing and but around that Fourth of July give or take two weeks because it can really vary I mean for example this year it completely varied I mean by Fourth of July we still have some good clarity. Whereas in 2022, mm-hmm. by 4th of July, I could barely see six inches into the water. Yeah. And and right now, this time of year, we've we've gone to that, like, murkiness, but it's also starting to bloom, like get a green bloom to it mm-hmm. in some of the lakes in the Eagle River chain. And that's definitely my favorite because I think the fish have to feed on on sound and vibration. Mm-hmm. And, and going off of like silhouettes, so this is the this is the time of year when I break out all black lures. Yeah, My, even in the middle of the day when it's sunny, I will use an all black lure uh, just to put out a good presentation in the water for mm-hmm. those fish to uh, the key into them and, and find the lure a lot easier. Yeah, everybody, I'm, as he's talking, I'm flipping through his website. It's Suggs, S-U-G-S, fishing, SuggsFishing.com. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, oh, nice fish. Oh, geez, nice fish. Oh, geez, nice musky. Oh, geez, my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to capture the uh, the eyes of the of the people checking out my website, you know? Uh, you, you definitely, you know, captured it out. Now, when you take somebody out, client, do you go out with, is it a, a two-person um Charter? Uh, I do cater up to three oh, okay. in my boat with me to, to, to total at four. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, yes, I offer a half-day trip and a full-day trip at the moment. Half days are four to five hours, and full day is about nine to ten hours, give or take, with driving mm-hmm. or if there's a lake change or or lunch or something in the middle. And you can find out all this information on your website, SuggsFishing.com. But uh, like I said, you know, we're talking to, you know, Gus Manley. And he's young guy. Well, everybody's young to me now. I hate to say it th- that way. But, you know, we're talking <laughs> to a, a young guy uh, who loves to f- learn to fish these lakes. I mean, the guy been fishing it since he was probably in diapers. No offense on that, Gus. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm taking. There's a picture of me way back in the day holding a bluegill and a, and a rod off the dock, and I'm pretty sure I'm naked. So that's and my kind so, of fisherman. You know, very, very, very young age. That's it. That that told you you got a guy I, who knows what's out there. <laughs> but really, so, I wanted to you know to, you know talk to you about just that. This is a time of year when if you haven't planned your trip up north. Now is the time to do it because you, whether it's a weekday or a weekend, I uh, check, call you up, 
Uh, what's your phone number, by the way? Uh, my phone number is 920-264-3816. Okay, that's, I'm writing this down. 920-264-3816. And it's Gus Manley, and um, he's, he's a muskie guide and everything else fishes for up north there and this i would definitely if you're looking to go up north you want to do it in a great way and have some fun with uh someone who uh knows the bodies of water up in the eagle river chain like the back of their hand i think gus is the guy you want to go out with gus thanks so much for coming on the show yes thank you so much for having me i really appreciate uh you giving me this call and mm-hmm. and uh i Look forward to talking with you again. Yeah, let's keep in touch, my friend. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine, the largest Lund and Low dealer in the Midwest, has those 2024 boats you have been waiting for today. And they're powered by a Mercury outboard. These are the boats that people are talking about, and Waterworks Marine has the largest selection of anywhere in the country at a price you want and once again powered by a mercury outboard waterworks also has a few 2023 lund and low boats with a mercury outboard but they are being sold at rock bottom prices but you still have time to enjoy your fun certified waterworks boat whether it's fishing a fall color ride or a day with friends let your boat from waterworks marine make the day special Give them a call at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com and stop in at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Chauncey here. A couple of weeks ago, I was really fortunate and held the new Tatula MQLT line of spinning reels that was just released by Daiwa with new features like a one-piece monocoat frame, an air drive shaft so you don't feel any friction when you reel, Add to that and more, the Tatula MQ-LT line of reels has a gear ratio from either like 5.8 to 6.2. So you can fish it as slow as you want, or you can fish it as fast as you want. Stop in at your favorite tackle shop that carries the full line of Daiwa and hold that Tatula MQ-LT reel. Trust me, you won't leave the store without one. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one Lund and Low dealer in the Midwest, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester at 31st and Wolf Road. 
GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant or a restaurant just for you and that special person at 11 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. Go to info at gpitaliano.com, diamondghostcharters.com for the true salmon experience on Lake Michigan. Rend Lake Area Tourism at rendlake.com, a little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. And by Daiwa, fishing reels, rods, and baits made of the highest quality and priced for everyone. And was her name to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on well, ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Black Chicago. With the hands of yellow, the blue gill boogie. Yeah, the bluegill boogie. When the bass ain't biting and the trout are gone, try the bluegill boogie. You can't go wrong. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And uh, that was pretty interesting about this the musky, young musky guide up in Eagle River area. And then also about the morning dove. I learned a lot of stuff from uh, the gentleman that was on with us. I mean, it was really a, a cool thing. I, I liked it a lot. Let's go through a couple of things. First of all, uh, the... Cook County Forest Preserves, a river through history at the Splains Valley Rendezvous. This is today and tomorrow uh, going on at Columbia Woods. You park over at the UPS uh, operation and they bus you in. Uh, there's a small fee of kids on six, five and under are free, 10 for adult, 5 for uh, senior citizens. Uh, children between 6 and 17 are like $5. This is a great way to just learn about the history of the the great outdoors and rendezvous from the old days, you know? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to be getting talking with the Department of Natural Resources regarding Heideke Lake because I've had a couple of conversations about the water level, and uh, I'm just not getting a satisfied answer, so uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But let's give the Aiden Roof Fishing Report from Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, loaded up with 2024s. Papa. The lake was way too dangerous on Thursday, so Dad and I went inland fishing to Big Blue Lake. The big boat is coming out of the water in two weeks, so I'm back to inland fishing. That's okay. I'm having fun. On Big Blue, we caught a lot of bluegills. Some were hand-sized, and then we caught largemouth bass by the lily pads on the far west side of the lake, and I was using some of those topwater baits that I got from your tackle box. Well, that's what I want. Okay. <laughs> Hope to see you soon and uh, next weekend, Grandpa. Love you. You're a fishing magician and professional bass angler in training. Aiden. And once again, our fishing report from Aiden is sponsored by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Let's not forget that. Uh, this plane's, not this plane's, Channel Lakes area. Channel Catfish are doing really well uh, on a lot of different baits up there. You're also seeing some activity on Catherine and Marie. Bluegill are starting to come back on small baits. Small baits don't get crazy. Just go with small baits. But the thing that's intriguing me is uh, a mutiny. The uh, Blarney Bassmasters went out, had their tournament during the middle of the week, and they caught, some guys caught some nice fish there. The bass are still there. You just got to work for them. They've been pounding pretty hard all summer, so let's not think that you can get away without working for them. 
Northwest Indiana, most anglers are salmon fishing than even thinking of trying for perch right now. Uh, they're doing pretty well in the Michigan City area, so that's a good sign. I like all that activity. And uh, so pretty soon we'll start seeing perch coming back, but they're getting uh, steelhead, some Chinook salmon, and lake trout in that area. Uh, out of Delvin Lake, our friend Captain Dave Dewey said the boats are off the lake except for the fishermen pretty much. Pike can be caught either trolling crankbaits or by fishing suckers and picking up some nice fish. While I still remain, eh, that's a technical term, eh, uh, largemouth bass, our best uh, bite on the lake right now, very active around the, the, the deeper sides of the weeds, and that's something to work with. DuPage, Fox River are both yielding some nice catfish. Uh, Fox River has given up some flatheads this week. That's always a very good sign. I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, so we got to keep up all of that activity of what's going on out there in the great outdoors. You also heard the Northern Wisconsin Fishing Report from Gus talking about all the activities starting to move shallower, which is getting a lot of people excited. Uh, bluegill are very good. Yellow perch are very good up northern Wisconsin right now. And when the perch are active, the pike and muskie are active. Just like we like to eat perch, they like to eat perch. Don't forget that. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's tons of stuff going on out there. Uh, Captain Tony gave us a little bit of a report up there. They're catching some uh, steelhead and uh, kings from shore. Also, uh, boaters are picking up some small, uh, small yeah, smallmouth bass uh, along the walls and Navy Pier, the break walls, and different things like that. Let's not pass it up. It's always a very, very good sign to check out. And whoop, I can hear the flute playing, which means we're coming to the end of the show, and I always like to leave you with a Native American proverb. This one comes from the Ojibwe, and it's kind of a neat one. It says, each of us must find out for himself or herself what their gift is so that they can use it in their life. Each of us must find out for himself or herself what their gift is so that we may use it in our life. How very true. From the Ojibwe Nation. Please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, or the fish we catch. We're borrowing it all from our children's children's children. See you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors.